gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe here in this great hall of justice. Superheroes have to be around other superheroes. You know what I mean? That's the Hall of Justice is more about them just commiserating about their powers and less about them like actually fighting crime. So what uh what is this place anyway? Is this some type of fancy DMV? Are you kidding? It's the Hall of Justice. Seth Everett is the best there is at what he does, bub. And what he does is the Hall of Justice podcast. Go, go, go with a smile. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Hall of Justice. This is episode 310. And yes, this is the Black Panther Wakanda Forever review. We will get to that review in just a moment. Trust me, you're not going to want to miss it. I have a lot to say about that film. But on a more serious note, the superhero genre took a major hit since we published our last episode. Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman in the 1990s animated series, the video games, the animated films. He was even in the live action Crisis on Infinite Earths. Kevin Conroy died on November 10th following what Warner Brothers Discovery spokespeople called a short battle with cancer. The best thing you can say about Kevin Conroy is that if you pick up a comic book or any printed material involving Batman and Batman utters a word, in your head, you hear Kevin Conroy's voice. We are going to do a much larger tribute to Kevin I've already reached out to a number of his co-stars, and we are going to put something together after Thanksgiving. But we were really lucky here at the Hall of Justice that Kevin Conroy came on this podcast five times, five separate times he came on this show. We've done over 300 episodes. I think he could be the most frequent guest contributor. You know, not the, the you know the Victor Dandridges and the in the Brian Tongs. You know the the guys who come on J.C. Reifenberg's. You know those guys do the podcast. Marshall Harris is with us today. You know they review. What I'm talking about is we interviewed Kevin Conroy five times. So I'm going to put together a much larger tribute, but I wanted to play a short clip of the five times that Kevin was on the Hall of Justice podcast. Luckily, we have archives for that. The first time was in the very beginning. It was episode 45, and it was in August of 2016. He was promoting The Killing Joke, the uh, the animated feature in which he reunited with Mark Hamill. Here is the great Kevin Conroy. You know, it's such a great character to be a part of. He's such an iconic, he's such an iconic character, this dark, brooding hero uh, he's such a flawed character, so it gives an actor so much to to sink his teeth into. I'm so lucky to have. This is the first animated character I ever auditioned for, so to, mm. to to get this one to have a job that would last almost 25 years and have it be this character that's such a for an actor. There's so much to chew on with this guy. 
um, that I love playing the character. I never get tired of it. About a year and a half later, in October 2018, uh, at New York Comic Con, uh, there was a press event for the re-release, the Blu-ray release of Batman the Animated Series. And I, along with uh, many other media members, spoke to Kevin again. When I was in the audition, I met Bruce Tim and Eric Rodomsky, and they said, well, what do, you, what do you know about Batman? What's your background? And I said, well, all I really know is the Adam West show from the 60s. And he went, no, 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 that's not <laughs> what we're doing. We love Adam West, but that's not what we're doing. He said, don't you know the, the Dark Knight stories? Or the cart- didn't you read comic books when you were a kid? And I said, no, I didn't read any of these. I don't know that. So he said, well, let me bring you up to speed. And he said, you know, his parents were killed when he was young. He's been avenging their deaths. He's dual personality. He lives in the caves, in the shadows. It's misunderstood. I said, this is Hamlet. I said, you realize this is Hamlet. He's priceless. He's absolutely priceless. Then the following year, in March of 2019, he came on again to promote the animated feature Justice League versus the Fatal Five, where he reunited with many of the characters from Justice League, the animated series, and they're going to be part of the tribute that we do in a couple of weeks. This is episode 124 of the podcast. The, the challenge for me over 27 years has been to keep it fresh and to keep it alive and to keep it immediate, but to be consistent. Because once that voice was established and the character was established, there was a kind of an intimacy that was created between that character and the audience. They know him. Uh, they know when they hear him. And uh, if I was just phoning it in or if I was doing some other version of it, they would know in a heartbeat. So even though some of the artwork has changed over the years or like the the um, representation of Batman in the Arkham games is different, the soul of the character, the, the, the voice of the character, and I think his voice is his soul or reflects his soul. Later in 2019, uh, I was moderating a panel for Wizard World Chicago. Remember Wizard World? Batman v Superman was still in the public's eye. Uh, I think Justice League had just come out. And also appearing at the Comic-Con was Lois and Clark's Dean Kane, <laughs> which was pretty cool in its own right. But what they did was they partnered Dean Kane with Kevin Conroy And instead of Batman v Superman, it was Batman and Superman. Kevin had just been announced as the elderly Bruce Wayne in this crossover, in the CW crossover Crisis on Infinite Earths. And I had the opportunity on stage in front of a lot of people to ask him what he knew about the role. Well, I can't tell you anything because I don't know anything. I just know it's an older version of Bruce Wayne. Um... I haven't seen this. I haven't seen the script. I haven't even seen any um, sketches or anything. So I, I don't know. But I, I am doing it. But they. I think they're nervous about actors releasing information. Or well, who would you tell? Scripts leaking out. Yeah. I mean, just between you and me, there is one scene. But don't tell anybody. Yeah, so they don't tell, they, they won't let us see scripts. So I don't, I don't, I honestly don't know what it's going to involve. He wound up having that amazing scene with um, Ruby Rose, who played uh, Kate Kane on the Batwoman show. And uh, he was brilliant in it. Uh, amazing. The photo that I shared on social media after uh, Kevin's passing is from that day.
There was one more appearance. He came on five times. Uh, this one was at New York Comic Con, and it was just a few short weeks after Wizard World Chicago. It was to commemorate the uh, Blu-ray release of Batman Beyond. And it was an interview that we did uh, with the cast. Uh, we got to interview each member of the cast for like four or five minutes. And I remember we looked at each other and we're like, again? You're doing this again? He was the guy who remembered that it was five times. This last appearance, and if I thought it was going to be his last appearance, it would have been longer. This was episode 154. They want to do a new show, a new Batman show, and the first thing I thought of was, yes, <laughs> yes, more work. This is so great. And then she said, well, you, there's a little twist on it. You're Bruce Wayne, but you're not Batman. I said, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What is going on here? She said, well, you're old Bruce Wayne, and there's a new Batman. And the first thing I thought of was, wow, Hollywood's a rough town. You hit 40, and you're over the hill. They won't let you play the lead anymore. I, now I'm the old man already. I was 40. Come on. Um, but then uh, I read the scripts, and uh, I thought, wow, this is, this is going to be a lot of fun because he wasn't the superhero anymore. I wasn't going to be the superhero anymore. Um, so I got to explore much more of the humanity of Bruce Wayne, the frustration of not being able to do what he used to do. Um, was a whole new color for me to play with him. Like I said, uh, in a couple of weeks after Thanksgiving, we are going to do a, a bigger tribute. I don't want to give the names out of who I'm planning to have on the show because I want them to do it first. Uh, but I will put that out on social media. Kevin Conroy was an amazing person. He was an amazing actor. And he is always... The voice of Batman. You're Batman. I was Batman. I'm your worst nightmare. What'd you get him? I'm not saying anything. He'll hear and spoil the surprise. He can hear that, too. How about you? He's not the easiest person in the world to buy birthday presents for. Bruce, you didn't get him a gift certificate. No. Cash. Think I can handle it? Very good then, Mr. McGinnis. Welcome to my world. All right. Now let's discuss Black Panther Wakanda Forever. This is the sequel to the Black Panther film. It's another installment in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's the first movie that takes place since the tragic death of Chadwick Boseman. And how did Marvel figure that out? And the question that I asked, before I even introduce our guest, let me just set the stage for you. The question that we have been asking on this podcast that I do believe was answered uh, is, when did Marvel find out that Chadwick Boseman had cancer? Because... In all of his films, you have to get an insurance policy on the actors. That's that's how, you know, there's the famous story about Robert Downey Jr. and how they couldn't get an insurance policy on him. And, you know, Marvel had to foot the bill for any potential risk in what was going to happen uh, to Robert Downey Jr., not because of cancer or anything like that. It was because he was, um, uh, you know, on the wagon, off the wagon, whatever it is. This is the story of the first Iron Man movie and how they had to take a leap of faith into going uh, with Robert Downey Jr. So when did they know? Because 
was Black Panther Wakanda Forever or Black Panther 2, whatever you want to call it, was this going to be something that was always part of the Marvel plan or were they thrown and they didn't know what to do? And this is a shoehorned movie a la Black Widow where they just said, wait a second, we have this scenario thrown at us. Let us react. And so the question of when did Marvel know and how much could they plan this sequel who, you know, for all intents and purposes, uh, was written a really long time ago. Um, to join us for this episode is a guy who's been on the podcast before. He is an acclaimed uh, sportscaster for CBS Chicago. Uh, he's been, uh, I know him from his Philadelphia days. He's been all over the country. Uh, and, uh, you know, we were we were talking one day, and the next thing you know, I found out he's as much of a superhero nut as I am. And uh, he's a perfect guy to be joining uh, the podcast. We also, when we did the first Black Panther review, we talked about the black experience, and we wanted to make sure we had somebody qualified that could talk about that as well. And uh, I believe our guest uh, checks that box uh, as well. The great Marshall Harris from CBS Chicago is back with us. Marshall, first of all, thanks so much for coming back. I know how busy you are, and I love that you do these podcasts early in the morning because you're on TV late at night. So everybody's watching him. They're listening to you, and then they're going to watch you at the same time. Yeah, Seth. I mean, I was up at 5.15 uh, and got a 6 a.m. workout. And just because I wanted to be able to, you know, get ready for the podcast and, and really be wide awake and everything else. And uh, it's it's worked out. Who cares if I worked till 10.30 last night? That doesn't matter. All that matters is this movie that we've been waiting on is finally out. And yep. you wondered, is it going to be okay? Like, are you know, how are they going to deal with the, the death as, as you talked about? Um, and we knew he wasn't getting, at least not an immediate recast. I mean, it's the MCU, anything can happen. Um, but it was, I, I was, let me just say, I enjoyed this film. And I think we've gotten to the point where with these superhero movies in general, whether it's Marvel, whether it's DC, what, whatever we're doing, people want to focus on, what's wrong as opposed to what's right. And it's easy to pick apart a lot of these movies because of that. And I refuse to do that. I just enjoy it as it is. And, you know, I watched this movie with a group of friends who we planned weeks ago and got the tickets and everything else and treated it like the event that it was. And we were not disappointed. We were not disappointed. Um, a debate on whether it was better than the first movie or not. And, you know, no, I, I, I I don't think they're apples to apples. I, I don't. Yeah, think I, I think we're we're looking at two different things. No, uh, I I want to say oh, all right. So let's focus on on what was great. Um, first of all, the performances uh, were <laughs> extraordinary. Um, Letitia Wright, uh, Angela Bassett, um, uh, Martin Freeman, everybody, everybody in this movie, uh, was absolutely brilliant. The production value, uh, it was gorgeous. It's a it's a a uh, fantastically produced film. Uh, Namor, name Namor, whatever, whatever, whatever you want to call him. Uh, the Submariner, who they don't call him that. That would have been awesome. Um, uh, he was brilliant. Uh, everything, everything in that production was was great. Uh, but let me start the conversation this way. Um, did they pay a proper tribute to Chadwick Boseman? Absolutely, absolutely, they did. You can feel the genuine emotion by every person in that cast about the loss of the beloved actor. But T'Challa, 
they did wrong. They they underserved T'Challa so badly that I have changed my viewpoint. And you mentioned it in, 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 in your opening statement. I was very adamant that you never recast Chadwick Boseman, that Chadwick Boseman was T'Challa. But after seeing Wakanda forever, hmm. they should have recast and T'Challa never should have died. Because what they did was they they took a character. This is supposed to be plausibly believable, right? This is this is Marvel. OK, they took a, ch- a character that died. That was snapped. During Infinity War. He was gone for five years. This is a guy who was mortally killed by Killmonger. And the best you came up with is in the first two minutes of that Fakakta movie, Angela Bassett screaming off camera, it's too late, there's a mysterious illness? That's how you killed a superhero? No, I'm sorry. You did T'Challa wrong. You did Chadwick Boseman well. You did T'Challa wrong. It had shades of uh, uh, Wolverine and how they killed Wolverine in terms of, you know, the the, the adamantium poisoning in his blood. And I was, look, I, I, I went into this movie understanding that the way he dies is not going to make sense. Like it, like I, I kind of, I, I and, and here's, here's what's crazy. Well, well, let me double down. Let me double down then. Number one, you have technology. You're Disney, for God's sakes. You have technology. You brought young Luke Skywalker I, into I the season finale of season two of the of the Mandalorian. No, but but take that out. Say, well, that would be disrespectful. We don't want to CGI Chadwick Boseman the way we did Carrie Fisher in Rogue One. Okay, you 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 want to take that argument? That's fine. If that's, I am not disrespecting Chadwick Boseman. He wears a black panther costume. Marshall Harris could have been in the costume. Anybody could have been in the costume. You're you're not wrong on that. You're not wrong on that. The Kree, the Skrull, do something in She-Hulk. In She-Hulk, the car accident, which is an afterthought, was a a spaceship that came down and shot at Bruce Banner and Jennifer Walters in the first episode of She-Hulk. There's something superhero-y. I'm not even saying it has to be that Chadwick, that, that T'Challa is in the entire movie. If you want to kill him in the first act, that's totally understandable. He fucking died. I get it. But to kill him, this is what it mean, it felt like. It felt like you wrote a movie and said, oh, crap, our guy died. Let's do something extra. And and what they did to play on people like Marshall freaking Harris is what they did was as soon as they realized that he's dead because of some mysterious, stupid illness, you then do your homage in your 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 interstitial with with the Marvel logo and you're showing pictures of Chadwick Boseman because, again, this movie did wonderfully in paying homage to an amazing actor, Chadwick Boseman. They did T'Challa wrong. Okay. I see where you're coming from, but I disagree that it's as egregious as you're making it sound. And, and no, but so you have every right to feel the way you feel. Hold on, Seth. How did I mean, Tony Stark had- die? How did Steve Rogers go? They, 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 they do deaths well. 
do a real death. Kill him in a real way. Well, we never saw Steve Rogers die, first of all. But No, but you wrote it in. You have a plan for Steve You wrote Rogers. him off. You wrote him off, yes. Right? You wrote yeah. him off. You yeah. did something correct for him. Now, if you're going to kill Black Panther, kill Black Panther. Mysterious illness. What is it, COVID-29? But but see, here's here's the thing. They didn't kill Black Panther. They killed T'Challa. And there's there's two different things there. But and he's I, the Black Panther. He's he the is guy. the Black Panther. He had the power. He had everything. He drank the thing. He 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 won back the power at the end of the first Black Panther movie and comes back from the snap in Endgame, right? We yeah, know absolutely. where T'Challa is. He's still mourning the loss of his father. Like everything about the first Black Panther mo- movie fits. And this movie, it's we wrote this storyline for Black Panther 2 because I am convinced that Black Panther 2 was supposed to be the the uh, invasion, Namor, and all the, the Submariner people, and all that stuff. And I'll tell you that I think there are scenes in that movie, because I dissect this movie, look through scenes, the scene where Shuri is captured and has this conversation where she meets Namor. I'll, I will bet every episode of this podcast that that scene was originally written for Chadwick Boseman, that that is T'Challa's journey. That T'Challa gets kidnapped and T'Challa confronts Namor. That's the, they didn't even change the movie. They just plug and played. They literally did like on Microsoft Word, they found and replaced and everywhere where it said T'Challa, they put in Shuri. I I disagree with that. And here's why. Because Shuri's literally dealing with the death of her brother the entire movie. Like before that. And her mother dies in the first hour. Hey, listen, was it the first hour of the movie that her mother dies? I, oh, no, maybe it's a little later. No, I think it's later because, you know, she gets kidnapped. The whole thing plays out. Well, the movie was, listen, the theater I understand, was I packed. Well, I couldn't look, I couldn't write my my notes like I know. We we when a I see empty theaters for Black Adam, I can write a lot of notes. Uh, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. We have a fundamental difference in the way we process these movies, you and I. That's what I've come to realize. Okay. Um, in a world, in a real world, like dealing with things in the real world, I suspend everything when I go see these movies. I was like, yo, take me on a ride. And if there's like, you know, plot holes and such, then I complain a little bit. But in terms of a movie with Ryan Coogler, who I trust as a director doing his thing, I just let it go. And then after it's done, I say, what would I have done differently? And I don't know that I can just rip off the rip. Sometimes I watch these movies and I was like, oh, I would have done this differently or anybody would have done this differently. You're not, when it's like, you're not serving your audience, AKA the fans. Um, and sometimes you could serve the fans too much, you know, whether you want to go back to, uh, you know, uh, the the Doctor Strange movie, uh, Multiverse of Madness, and like, okay, we're gonna have all these castings in the in the, which was a great fight scene, by the way. It was a really cool. It was a really cool scene, but it masks the flaws in that movie. Like, yeah, yeah, it, it it like gave it gave you a a, a high when you knew ah uh, this movie really isn't what I, I needed to be. Now, now look, I'm gonna tell you a couple of things. This is the best movie in this phase of Marvel. Could be. Um, you, you you agree with me on that? Well, it, it's either that or uh, Spider Man. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a toss up Spider-Man. I had issues with also in the sense that, um, I hated that everything that happens to Spider-Man is by his own doing. It's always, 
it's always uh, Spidey's. It's me, Spider. This version of Peter Parker is he's well because it's the teenage, the super teenage yeah, version of Peter bad. Parker. I think we talked about this before, and and that's fine. I, I think the one this, thing I have come to do to better to T'Challa. They have to give him a. If you're gonna kill him, you have to give him a send off. You have to well, do something. And 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 don't tell me it's disrespectful to Chadwick Boseman. I am never. Disrespectful not, I, to Chadwick Boseman. Put somebody in that suit and have him fight and have him die that way. Yeah, I, I, I kind of. That, the, so what you talked about before about you know anybody can wear the suit and stunt man be a you know Chadwick Boseman. You have tons of dialogue that he said like you can you can CGI anything. He could have said anything. Right. I, I agree that that's kind of what I thought going in. It was going to be like you. What I thought you I had a preconceived notion it. about how how it was going to go down. I thought he filmed stuff. I really and, do. I, I thought he filmed stuff just in case, and that was the big reveal. That was uh, what I thought going in. Because yeah. I thought that Marvel knew he had cancer before Infinity War. Because if he had cancer for four to five years before he died, that's Infinity War. And did, 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 Are we sure Marvel knew? No, we're not. Remember when he died, I, the, the thing that I marveled at the most, and I was like, you know, it brought me to tears that Chadwick Boseman, not not in an MCU way, but in a Jackie uh, Robinson, very good Marshall, James Brown. I mean, is, he's an a, a, amazing actor, a, an he, amazing force of acting. He's listen, incredible. 17 Bridges, like, or 21 Bridges. Hey, look, the man was a gift to us all in his performances and what he shared with us and the way he carried himself on and off the stage. You know, and, oh, and, by, by, and, a thousand, and uh, by a thousand, by a thousand. And I think my big thing was I just expected something different. But once that scene, you know, you, you said first act. I mean, that's the preamble, like the credits haven't even rolled yet, like the int- introduction haven't rolled and, he, and he's dead. Um, <laughs> I by accident. Yeah, I, 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 I accepted it. And I was like, let's see what this movie is about outside of this. So I understand why you're hung up on it. A lot of people are. We had intense debates with the, the group of people that I went to the movies sure. to see about, ah, what do you all think about this? Um, but overall, I enjoyed the movie so thoroughly that I was like, we're going to have difference of opinions. Everything isn't perfect all the time. Well, I, let, let, let's go back. I, I just want to add some context to, to what I'm saying and why uh, this to me was, was, was a, a big swing and miss. Um, I thought at the beginning, um, you know, my, my argument about Marvel, let, let, me, let me just show you my my thought process. I try to mix reality with the fantasy, right? And so, for example, I had an issue with Infinity War that they paid off in Endgame. I thought the snap was less plausible when you killed off Spider-Man and Black Panther because... At that moment in time, when that when those two guys die, you know, and you don't know if they're coming back, you don't know how they're coming back. At that point, the Black Panther movie had just made a billion dollars. And Spider-Man, you had just spent a decade getting the rights to use Spider-Man. So I said, wait a minute. I said in, in, in the podcast when we reviewed Infinity War, I said, well, that's not a payoff. I said, because in that sense, there's no way the reality can match the fantasy because th- there's no way you killed Black Panther. No, okay. but, come on so now. Then, so then he comes back and they pay it off brilliantly in Endgame because two hours of Endgame go on 
before you see Chad, uh, Black Panther and 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 Peter Parker again. So that's remarkable. It, it's an absolutely remarkable thing. But when Chadwick Boseman died, I said on this podcast then, I don't make Black Panther 2. Because you don't make Black Panther 2 too soon because you won't be able to properly uh, have T'Challa not be Chadwick Boseman. I said, you can't recast at this point. Like At that point, in it, when Chadwick Boseman dies, we did a tribute episode to Chadwick Boseman, and I said then, I don't want to hear about Black Panther 2. I, just table it. Table it. Go with Hulk and Thor and, and, and all your other characters, but don't do that because you can't do it justice. When they announced that Black Panther 2 was happening, executives said to me on social media and people who came on the podcast said, are you kidding? They made a billion dollars. Of course they're going to make a Black Panther 2. Like, what, what are you crazy? So here's what I'm saying then is what they did is how do we make the movie we planned without our star? And what they did was they wrote him off in the simplest, cheapest way. And for a movie that's two hours and 44 minutes where you spend tons of time building that undersea world, which, by the way, everybody that wasn't Namor, they were blue and they look like the guy. And I had just seen the trailer for Avatar 2 and I thought that was really confusing. But (laughs) what? that's a joke. People said said they did Avatar 2 better than Avatar 2 did Avatar 2. (laughs) That's funny. Now that's funny. What I'm saying is, you have to change your plan because the opening of Black Panther is, to me, what they had already written, like they had already done. I think Shuri was going to become Black Panther anyway. Based on what I saw in this movie, that they were always going to make her, whether whether T'Challa died or retired or passed the mantle or whatever it is, that's a story. Well, I, I think even more so the story is, you know, Killmonger burned all the herbs. So, like, how how is another Black Panther even, even going to exist? And right, I think so that was like, my biggest question. That was heading neat. Into how, the movie. Right. They, they synthetically created it, which I yeah, thought was and, really cool. That Which it was cool how they tied it back to N- yep. Namor and, you know, what his mom gave him. And it was like, okay, this all, I can get down with that. So, like, yep. I, had, I had, I guess I had different questions. I, I was already expecting the, the death of T'Challa to be something that was going to be difficult, whether the way they did it, how we processed it, it was, it was never going to be one of those things that everybody was on board with. However, they did it in my mind um, because people didn't want to be gone. But I, like I said, I think black Panther, I'm or sorry. I think T'Challa might get recasted down the line just because the multiverse exists. And what we saw with um, what's the show with the watcher, uh, what am I struggling with right now? What if? Uh, what ifs? Yes, yeah, sorry. The animated series What If, which we know is coming back for another season. Um, and you know, I think that was the last thing Chadwick Boseman did. Like he voiced the character uh of, of his version of Star Lord in that. Um, so I, I I'm I'm okay because that happened so early and there was so much other stuff to deal with in this movie. 
I know you got hung up on it. And I was like, I was like, I bet Seth is super well, hung no, up on what, this. What I, what I wanted was, as I'm watching it, as I'm watching it, I'm seeing how gorgeous uh, Wakanda looks and, and how amazing the performances are and all of the different things. I said, the only thing missing here is T'Challa. And that's when I said, you know what? It, it, it's unfortunate, but you got to recast. Yeah, so. And let's... if you recast, you have him. You know, he looks different, but it, it's not the first time that's ever happened in movies it, for, for different reasons. You know, it's it's it, it's not a slight. You can do somebody that looks like Chadwick Boseman. You can, you know, we could have the debate on, you know, is this guy better than, than Chadwick Boseman? Or it's not, not going to matter. Like, it's, there's only one Chadwick Boseman. I'm sorry. I, 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 I understand but, that. But I will I, say I this. That. I will say this. The emotional, and I know this is getting ahead of probably where you want to go, but the emotional payoff, speaking of casting, at the end of that movie. Oh, with the son? When we find out not only that he has a son, but when you see that kid smile and you're like, ah. He looks, he, that kid look, really does look like Chadwick Boseman. Like, it was just, and like, oh, it was just, the, that's when people, people lost it when, you know, when she's finally able to mourn, I'm sure. And that, I, I will say this. I was telling my friends, I was like, I wish I had never heard that Rihanna song until the movie. Now I'd heard it like when it was released, but if I had never heard that before and it hit right then for the first time, that's how you do it right there. What about um, when? There's so much, right? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to hell for saying this, but when they have that final battle and she's in the new uh, Black Panther suit. Okay. And she's barking out orders and she starts yelling Mbombe. I hope I'm saying that right. Mbombe. Yeah, yeah. When she when she's saying that, I I I don't know. Not, I man. I that's not what I think Shuri is. That's not who Letitia Wright is. It, that's you, not, you say that, but that, that's about like her being out of the water. leader of the country. It, 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 and the leader of her army at that point. And and that's you know, I, I understand that, but I don't think she was meant to. Like I, I'm telling you, all those scenes were written in and it was plug and play, and they replaced T'Challa with Shuri. I I'm convinced it. I can I can see why that could be a possibility, but I don't think I'm not on board with that. I don't think because that's because if you if you have the daughter Shuri dealing with the death of her brother, the way that she did, and and again, a, a, a payoff to Letitia Wright. I don't think you kill Angela Bassett. Well, I, that's, that's what, what makes, I'm saying. Like, well, if you that if further you, fuels if you had the, the movie planned, if you had the movie planned out, and that scene where Angela Bassett uh, is killed um, happens anyway, that's where I think. This so you're going down like the Thor losing both his parents type road. Yep. That it's possible. And in one movie, did happen. Shuri and, and lose both of them, that you wouldn't write a movie like that. I I, I don't know. Here's the thing I've, I've I've come to understand in the last five years or so. Marvel ain't afraid to kill people, and oh. and and that wasn't when the when the MCU started. That no, wasn't do necessarily how we were processing these movies. Like people weren't really dying at the start. You know what I'm saying? Now people are falling off like flies, important people. And I kind of learned it over the, the, the arc of the Thor story and like everything, every, everyone he's ever loved is dead. 
like going back to just the most recent movie everyone that man has ever loved is yeah. dead yep um and obviously uh no way home on may in addition to uncle ben like it's a lot and i was worried that they were going to kill another major character i thought when they're on the bridge um i thought i thought you know that uh what's her name uh uh the general i'm i'm struggling with names today i thought she was going to die um that was an intense fight scene with riri laying there yeah, um riri yeah. williams um but she didn't and um it, it was it was the death the death thing has become much more plausible and real when you watch these movies which i think adds to the movies cuz it's not you know on some cartoon level stuff this is no, like but, yo, but but think about the way queen ramonda uh, angela bassett's character um dies and you see how it's built into a into a a scene and you know even though she doesn't have you know the superpowers of the black panther and 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 you know all, all of these situations and t'challa dies off camera in in, in the opening minute like it's just it's two different extremes and that's why all i'm saying is if your intention was to kill t'challa then you have to do it superhero-y. Your movie was two hours and 44 minutes. Like, you're not saying, well, we didn't have time. What I'm saying is they planned all these scenes and started building sets and started building special effects and started doing all these things, and all they did was plugged and played, and they inserted Shuri into roles that were meant for T'Challa. Maybe. I, and I and and I, I don't I have any empirical evidence Googler to argue with right here or debate. He would have said, "Yeah." Wait, say it again. I think Ryan Coogler is not going to admit that, and I think if Kevin Feige or Ryan Coogler is sitting right here in this conversation with us, he's saying, "Yeah, they 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 did that." And what I'm what I'm thinking that I saw is what the, what what their goal was was to blow you away with the glitz and the glamour, which they did, so that people wouldn't care. And what I'm saying is, you did right. It, it was an amazing production. It was amazing acting. It's a great story. You did T'Challa wrong. You didn't do Chadwick Boseman wrong. You did Chadwick Boseman was homaged. He was he was honored in this, in this film. T'Challa, a guy who saw his own father killed. Like, think about the context of who Black Panther is. No, no, no. I, I get all I get, I get all that. And and uh when I when I when I was watching the beginning of the movie and you couldn't quite tell what was going on at first. Like what like did he just it, was he in a battle? Like what was going on? And it took you a few minutes to understand that oh this is like an illness related thing. I thought it was going to be more like the beginning of Infinity War where, you know, Infinity War, there was no buildup. How did we start Infinity War? It was like, yo, yeah, there's some, there's some, people are getting butchered out here. Yeah. Idris and Elba I, had a better death than this. Right. Right. But so, that's, that's my point. That That's, that's exactly my point is Marvel knows how to write it in. What I think they did 
was when Black Panther made a billion dollars. They started working on Black Panther 2. Chadwick Boseman died and they plug and played. Listen, at this point, I will agree with, with you 100%. Yeah, the film made a billion dollars. And guess what? It was a great film. Cash rules everything around me. Get the money. Dollar, dollar, billion. It, it is what it is. Like, never think that this is about anything else besides money. When you start thinking it's about anything besides money, you've already, like, played yourself. So you could be right in everything you said. I'm just like, I'm not just going to jump to that conclusion yet. But you could be right in everything that you have said. But even if you are right in everything you just said, I thoroughly enjoyed the film. I give it an eight and a half out of ten. <laughs> um, I I thought I, I, I like your critical eye, and you're you're more critic than fan when it comes to these movies, and I can appreciate that. Not that you're not a fan, but you're like, I have strong feelings about this. And I'm going to let the people know what I think and give them maybe a different lens to look through. Your lens isn't let me, let that me throw, much different throw it from back mine. You're just you more then. adamant about it. I, But that's why I loved the first one. The first Black Panther one was, was a brilliant movie because it took a character that I had already met. It expanded his world to make me love him more. And it took me on a journey with that character. I it, the the first Black Panther film is a, a perfect superhero movie, and as we as, as I segue, because um, I do I want to talk about the the bigger issue I, in my estimation. Although I feel like I cleansed after getting that off my chest, um, <laughs> um, I'm happy for you. When we did the uh, when we did the first Black Panther review, and a shout out to uh, Victor Dandridge, he, he he did the show with with me back then. Um, I said to him that a, a white person can only love that movie like a nine and a half out of ten, because uh, a black person never got a chance to see a movie, a real movie, that portrayed black people not as African Americans, meaning. The, the Wakandans don't have slavery and the Wakandans don't have the civil rights era and the Wakandans don't have Malcolm X and Martin Luther King. Like they don't have that. And whenever you see a black character uh, in a business movie or a romantic comedy or anything, it's always with that pretext. It, it always exists. So what I said to th then, and we discussed it was that, the only person that can really love the first Black Panther movie, a 10 out of 10, is someone who um, has lived the African-American journey. So my question to you is, taking all of that from the first movie, do you did you feel watching that the same satisfaction that the first film gave you? Forget the, the T'Challa and, and all, all that stuff. Are you watching that with the same sense of pride and and glee that I hope African Americans across the world get got from the first film. I think the the short answer is yes, but the long answer is not as much glee as the first film because this film was so much more sad, sobering. <laughs> uh, it, it 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 really. It had a lot of themes in it 
um, you know, if you go back to the first movie, I, you know, one of my favorite parts of that movie is when um, Everett Ross is, is, you know, they save his life. They bring him back to Wakanda yeah, yeah. and she's like, don't touch anything. And she's like, colonizer. Like, these are little things that like, people are like, obviously that's a derogatory thing that she's saying, but she's not wrong. No. You know, also Killmonger, he was extreme in his tactics, but he's not wrong either. No, he so, had some great points. And, and, and the, the best thing about Killmonger is you kind of saw his perspective. How, how could you not? I mean, right. you know, people are like, you know, Thanos wasn't that's wrong. Why it's right? like, that's why it's that's a, a great thing. movie. Like Th- Thanos wasn't wrong, right? Like the 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 scene in um Endgame where oh I saw some some whales in the Hudson, you know, cleaner water, blah blah. Like you you have to understand like there's two sides to this. Now Namor, while I guess he's supposed to be a villain. Well, th- that's the other thing. Like I, but, the but, media but, has been no, calling like, him the bad guy of that movie. He's not a villain, and if you know Marvel history, I mean he's the Submariner. He's one of the earliest superheroes. Okay, so so what, what I'm saying is what I loved about this movie is. You have to see that Namor, like if you were Namor, what would you do? Like, right. I, I don't understand what he was supposed to do differently. Of course, he wants like nobody to get any more vibranium, number one. And number two, of course, he doesn't want anyone to know his people exist because he understands how that goes down. Right. He tells you the story about being a sure. child and like, it's like, what? Right. And that's why that's why I don't think they changed the plot of the movie when Chadwick died. When Chadwick Boseman died, they didn't change that plot. That was always supposed to be the absolutely that part. I agree with that. That part had to be what, what was going on here. And so, like, just like Killmonger wasn't wrong, Namor wasn't wrong either. And I, I think he was probably just as, if not more, right than Killmonger in terms of you know you have to do something on the offensive. Otherwise, like history tells us what happens if you you know lie in wait. You can't wait for someone else totally. who is afraid. Look, Magneto taught me that. Yep. <laughs> you got it. Because yep. Magneto also was not wrong. Yep. You know, social media, by the way, has been really funny. Uh, Kevin Feige said they wanted to reach out to uh, superheroes from other Marvel franchises to kind of up the ante of Endgame in the Secret Wars. And so now everybody thinks like Hugh Jackman's going to be in it and everybody wants uh, Michael Chiklis is the thing <laughs> in it. And like, <laughs> like but, they're going that's, above that's and before, beyond. That's before Fantastic Four, right? Secret Wars? Or no, no, I think Secret Wars is after, I think. I, I, okay, I, know. I, I know Fantastic Four doesn't have a date right now. Right, um, but Secret Wars is supposed to be like the, the phase five culmination, kind of like- Right, right, was, I got that part. Phase three. And just they're saying it. So now social media has been very funny. You know, Twitter's falling apart literally in the on the, in the well, scene. Twitter's just falling apart in general. It's falling apart, but it's been some of it's been really funny. Uh, and my the, my favorite tweet was um, when people started putting like superimposing the 1994 bootleg Fantastic Four movie. Like get them in, get them in there. <laughs> Because you have a multiverse, you could you could get all of them. Yeah, Toby really- Maguire will be in it. Andrew Garfield will be in it. Like all these guys will come back, and uh, it, it made me laugh. It really uh, uh, made. I, I I just I I just thought it was it was funny. The scene with Shuri and Killmonger. I think that was plugged in. I think that was. I think that was. I think that was added. When they just like the scene at the end at the beach where you meet the sun, like there were scenes that were inserted into this movie. I don't when you say because I don't think Chad, I don't think Chad, I'm telling you, 
I think that the scene with Shuri and Namor, they're they're literally they're having this conversation. And if you read the script, I guarantee you it says T'Challa and it's crossed out. I I, I disagree. I because if, if Shuri was going to become the Black Panther anyway, like. I don't know that part. I, I I don't know. I I all I know is at the end, Black Panther has to lead the Wakandans against uh, Namor's, uh, you know, the, the 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 aquatic guys. What at that point, I think they thought it was going to be Black Panther, and so they added in the 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 journey that she takes to become the the Black Panther, and so that that's where she's there. And the scene when it's storyboarded, I I, I will I'll guarantee. When it's storyboarded, they'll they're sitting there and she's on that that like the edge of that ship and she's right. yelling to lead her people. Ibombay, Ibombay, yes. That's that's Chadwick Boseman. Like and I, that I moment, don't at know that, that part, I... at that part, you're if if it's Chadwick Boseman doing it, you're literally cheering out loud in the theater when that happens, because it's the first time it happens in that film. It's a, it's it's it would look look in my theater, oh my God, which was a packed theater. And that's why if you recast, you could do it. It was an awkward, it was an awkward moment that that when she says the Ebon Bay because we all know where that that comes from, and it's just like ah, uh, I I don't know how I feel about that. It that 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 was that was probably the most awkward moment of the yeah. film. I, I will say this, and I don't know you if you have time allocated for it. I mean, the death of Queen Ramonda, who by the way, Angela Bassett. I don't know if you saw. She said, "Ryan, what are you doing?" When when she saw that she was going to die, oh, she said, like, that? "You can't, I didn't see that. You, you can't do this. Like, what what are you doing?" And he, well, because why would you kill her in the same movie that he, uh, the brother died? Why would you put her through two so that you have to compare how she mourned the first one to the second? I think that builds up the rage, though, for Shuri. Obviously, it's a, it's an un. She's right, lost. But everything. They built that scene, but they built that water scene. I'm telling you, they built the production of that water scene before Chadwick Boseman died. Maybe. I, I... <laughs> and so when he dies, they have it's either abandon the project or go forward. And what they did was they tweaked it and they added things. And what my complaint is, my only complaint, because I understand that the 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 the, the pickle that, that that Marvel's in. And what I'm saying is at that point, you have to spend a little bit more time killing T'Challa. If your goal is to get him to be dead, you have to kill him for real. And you have to do it in a superhero-y way, not an illness. Coming off a society that just had lost millions of people to COVID. He doesn't have an illness. He doesn't have cancer. Um, an undisclosed illness? It was, it was undisclosed. Yeah, look, oh, it was God. undisclosed. It was undisclosed. And I still wasn't sure, like, it was undisclosed. So how would getting more of the herb help? Because he already had the herb in him. Right. So, I look, I have questions, too. Like, I'm not saying. And that's a little upset. I'm not saying I'm not on board. I'm just presenting myself as a slight no, no. And, and what advocate. I, what, I, for... what, I, what I wanted you, I, I knew you would do this because I know that this movie is not a failure. This movie is far from a failure. This is a great movie. And what your point was, was it probably the best thing on phase four? Probably. 
my my issue, although I would have to say WandaVision and uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier to me are the best things of of. Wait, uh, wait, say it again. Say it, say it again. WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier are were better than this. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is probably my favorite thing in Phase Four. I just like the style of uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, like I, I told you, oh, my, fa- I, I just, my my favorite just movie. The, the, the tie-in, you know, the tie-in. It's not without its flaws, but it's but it's the tie-in to the Captain America story, the bringing in of Isaiah Bradley. I, I just all of it is well, golden. Like that's I, what I was going to say is like golden. Being that being that Captain America: The Winter Soldier is my favorite movie outside yeah, yeah. of Black Panther. Sentimentally. Sure. And like that style. It's a spy movie. It's not even a superhero movie. It's a spy movie. Robert Redford. Like you, there's so many different things that I love about that. Like anything that remotely resembles that I'm in with the intrigue and the mystique and the just th- suspense thriller. Great. I'm in, I'm oh, all the way in. And the fact that that's a movie they paid off in Endgame when they go on the time travel is even better. Right, but and it, also, it, like, so... It was playing that, the hits. Like they, I, I want to make sure I'm saying it right, hits. but I think Armor Wars has kind of a similar vibe to it. Hopefully. And I'm like, oh, give me that. Although, I don't know if that's a series or a movie. I think they were going back and forth. Well, they, I think they changed it to a movie. Okay, well, I, I will be I will be there on Thursday night or Friday, <laughs> the, the, the matinee show, to catch that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> but, but I don't want to... I know we've talked a lot about the grievances on this. I I, I just want to make sure, and this, this was the point at the start when I was talking about like, we always focus on what it's not. I need to give Angela Bassett her flowers because her as Queen Ramada, she, you know, she set the tone and what you saw in the trailer when she goes to the UN and they, you know. Oh, that's a great scene. I Look, and I think that soliloquy is great obviously but do you, you okay but but do you think that scene let's say that scene's written before he dies do you think that scene was written for chadwick and she does it because i don't know he, i don't know i don't want to live in a world where i have to like try no, to no, figure no, that because, out because she said that she was reinstated as queen after the death of her son right to so, me the, the king would have done that. I don't know if it was and written, but I don't know if Black Panther 2 was written in 2020 when Chad with Bozeman died. They may have been writing it. I think they it's started. Hard for me to believe, right. I think they it's started. hard for me to believe like the, the script had been finished because so much other stuff was going on. Remember, Ryan Coogler was working on other stuff. You know, these Creed movies don't write themselves. And you know what I'm saying? Um, by the way, Creed 3. Oh, with Jonathan Majors. Oh, oh yeah, it looks that, great. Yeah, it looks that, that looks like. That looks like it might be the best in the series, yeah. as it were. Uh, it's just weird that Rocky's not in it, right? Right. It's well, weird. It's weird. I, I, you know, it's just, it's yeah, just, like, it's strange. We, we live, we live in the world of, 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 of a uh, universe building, and so I'm just, I'm not even. Well, you know, but, but, but from a comic book perspective, like this has been my argument about the the Supergirl show, um, that 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 I aired. I thought Superman had to be in it because if you look at comics. Throughout time, any good Supergirl story, Superman's there. Yeah, like he, he shows up. He shows up, and so in in this world, um, to me, just saying before production that Sylvester Stallone's not involved, it's weird. I don't want him to be the focal point of the movie. It's still Adonis Creed's story, right? But he should be there. He he, he should be in the room. I I, I thought that was 
That was strange. This is phase four. Uh, this completes, well, technically, uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, which looks hysterical. Um, that's the close of, of uh, phase four. This is not in timeline order. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, Spider-Man No Way Home, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Thor Love and Thunder, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, WandaVision, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, Moon Knight, Ms. Marvel, She-Hulk, Werewolf by Night, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special. I, I didn't That's realize it was that much stuff. I've seen every single thing that you just named. And it's, it's, all, it's very disjointed. It's very but it's, disjointed. But there's no... There it, are it, positives and negatives. Right, so the, the, last, the last phase was so building up to that moment, which I think the next phase will also do, um, as, as you mentioned. Uh, I, I love... I, my, my one friend said he thinks Marvel's doing too much. And I said, the machine's got a machine. No, and- I, I think what they're doing is they're not paying attention to detail as much. Like the examples, um, Dr. Strange, two examples that uh, I thought they, they had opportunities to do something really cool and they didn't. Um, the scene in Dr. Strange when Natalie Portman is getting chemo and Kat Dennings shows up, Darcy shows up and they're talking about her book. Well, what she should have been talking about, Natalie Portman should have said, holy crap, you were just in New Jersey. What was going on in Westfield? Fair. You don't have Fair. to say anything. I'm not spending their money. I, I'm just saying, like, like tie it together. When, um, when in Thor, remember, he's looking back at their relationship, and it's a cutesy scene where Thor and, and um, uh, Jane Foster are in the kitchen, and, the, you know, they're, they're, they're right? Right. At that point, if you think about Thor's life, that's uh, Infinity War. Like, what happened to Natalie Portman during the snap? Well, like, do that. Like, you know, you know what I mean. Like, you you, right. you you missed details. You know, in in Doctor Strange, you know, you had all of these these uh, different things, uh, and they referenced Spider Man, but the problem with Doctor Strange is the end of WandaVision, which is why when WandaVision is uh, when Wanda is leaving Westview at the end, the very very end. And she sees Monica Rambeau and he says, she says, these people are never going to look at me the same. And she's like, well, at the end, you did right by them. No, you fucking didn't. Nah, she left a mess. You kidnapped them. She and she, you what them. heroes should have done. See, in my in, in my wish, that's when Doctor Strange shows up and has their first confrontation, setting up the Doctor Strange movie. But instead, like, she just flies off and nobody's like, they're like, Bye, Wanda. See yeah, you, Wanda. You, I, I was never good with the Wanda thing. I mean, I think Wanda's going to be back, obviously. But I, I just, it, it, there's a lot There's a lot going on. That's And that was my right. friend's point. It's like, we have a lot going on in a lot of different just, directions. It's, it's a much more disjointed, where if you look at phase one, two, and three, it just feels like they're world building, and it's very cohesive. Like right. in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., just an example. In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., there's a scene where two of the agents are watching news con- uh, news coverage of a of a of a heist. There's right. a, there's a there's a fortress being uh, in- infiltrated, and they're watching it. And the crawl on the news, you know how like on a news station, there's the crawl. And I know the exactly crawl what you're talking is about. Saying um, uh, indictments are exp- arraignment for Wilson Fisk, 
after his arrest in New York City. Like that that had just happened in Daredevil. Like like Marvel was so cohesive and creating the MCU. And now what it seems like they're so rich that they can't keep up. And what I feel like I've every one of these reviews is they're good, but and no, no, this has been the worst phase of Marvel. I'm, I'm going to say that out loud. Uh, and it's all relative. So when I say worst phase, it doesn't mean I didn't enjoy right. a lot the of movies the stuff. are not bad. Like but- uh, I, I really enjoyed, as you mentioned, um, all the series uh, are, are like all the series. Some like Moon Knight dragged to me, but that was just me. Just me. Um, I loved Hawkeye. I love Hawkeye. Hawkeye, I loved because it was so seasonal. Like, it all made sense, like, as a seasonal type series. Um, Loved it. Loved Loved her. I loved the tie-in to Black Widow. Uh, Loved it. Loved it. Yeah, so so everything... I'm going to need some time for things to come together, I guess. What do you think of She-Hulk? With the movies. She-Hulk was great. It was different. I like the different stuff. So My My only thing I wished... I, I enjoyed they the did Kevin humor thing very well. End. I just didn't like that they they um, demeaned their own characters, like Wong, and and Matt Murdock were just they were like kind of mocked. And what I loved was like I love the discussion on whether or not um, Captain America was a virgin. I think that's hysterical. But and the best line of She Hulk is when um, uh, Ruffalo uh, she calls up Ruffalo uh, the Hulk and says. Uh, do you mind if I uh, represent uh, Emil? And yeah. she and he goes, "That was so long ago. I was a totally different person then." <laughs> that's a exactly. great line. He literally was a totally different like, person then. That's a great line. But what I don't like is Wong and that girl. I don't like that uh, Daredevil's wearing the costume when he does the walk of shame. Like, like it, it just it just seemed like you were demeaning yourself. And like when you when you meet. Jennifer Walters, she's such a put together lady. And then by the end, she's like a she's she's like she's dying for love and and she's got all these issues. And it just seemed like it kept demeaning your own bad guys. I I, I don't know. I felt like it was more of the the, it's funny because there, there to see Daredevil in a role like that on a show like that, knowing what Daredevil is and was and is going to be in the future, it was I'm okay with the changes of pace. It just, I'm okay getting comfortable being uncomfortable. And that made me uncomfortable to see Daredevil in that light. I'm completely with you. Well, I liked, I liked that there was a quick reference and I don't have the line in front of me, but there was a quick reference in She-Hulk because if you remember the finale of uh, Daredevil, um, somebody is impersonating him and takes his costume. If you remember the end of Daredevil, like he has to wear the black outfit because he doesn't have his costume. So it would make plausible sense for him to go to LA to get a, a new suit. Like right. that, that was totally plausible. What I just, what I didn't like was it, it just, it seemed a little mocking and that, that's all. It just, it's the stuff with Wong more than Matt Murdock, the stuff with Wong and the stuff with abomination just seemed like over the top. Like you, you can do funny. Like those two lines that I just said, th- those are funny but it doesn't have to demean. And, you know, in all of these situations, it just feels like the checks and balances, like, like, like what you said, like maybe they're just doing too much. Like yeah, it's, and, and, just, and, it's just too much because there's a lot of things slipping through cracks. You know, Ms. Marvel, my critique of Ms. Marvel was too much Pakistan, not, not going to Pakistan. 
don't go for two episodes out of six. It's was it only much. six episodes? Yeah. Yeah. I. It's too much. It, you know, in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, my issue was um, how does Vision get money to buy a lease on a house, but Fa- Falcon can't get a, a loan? Where where's Tony Stark at that point? Where's uh where's uh Pepper Potts uh footing them some money? Falcon, you were an Avenger. You saved the world nine times over. Why can Falcon not get a loan? I, I mean, that was ridiculous. I, I I don't know. I I don't have answers to these questions. No, no, I do saying, have an answer. I'm, to I'm just saying, like like the continuity. Like, where did Vision get money to buy a, lead, a deed on a property? Where Remember? is Vision? Where is Vision? By the way. Well, he's he's um I I think he's gonna make a return. Yeah, I think- I, I'm just wondering where he went, where he when he you know when the download happened, where did he fly off to? I yeah. I always look, look Marvel always has me look, with more questions than always. I'm comfortable with always, which is kind of a good thing because it's like always, and they usually do a good job of answering those questions. Just way not on my time frame. Frame right. it's like you might have to wait two three right. real years to, right. to 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 figure out what's going on. But um, I, I just think to kind of tie it back into this movie, I just think that they got thrown a curveball and what they could have done was incorporated it into the story. And if you couldn't, don't half-ass it, then recast. It, it, it's one of those two. Either give him a proper death, give him a proper fight, or recast. It, it's one of those two. I think they. I think they and are. I going didn't to feel that way before the movie. I think they are going to recast. Um, I understand why you're disappointed in his actual death to Chalice on, sorry, off screen. His off screen death. Um, but again, I like Shuri's performance. Uh, like I just, I just like the way that they did did. Like the the acting was like Letitia Wright was great. Tanach Huerta was great. Great. Um, you can go, uh, deny Guerrera. Great. Like the, the scene, the scene, my favorite scene in that entire movie, in that entire movie is when Shuri is kidnapped and deny Guerrera, her, Okoye, her, her character Okoye has to come back and she gets stripped of her job. Yeah. Like the emotion yeah. And that's why I say Angela Bassett, I'm giving you your flowers. Not when you know today, yesterday, and tomorrow, all the days. She killed it as Queen Ramonda. Yeah. Killed it. You felt like has she not lost everything? She has nothing else to give. Like, I get it. Your daughter's missing. Your your husband's dead. Your son is dead. Um yep. I yeah. Yeah. No, it's Black Panther is a a phenomenal production. It is off the charts performances. The performances by the, the this cast and crew are through the absolute roof. Um, all of them. Michaela Cole, who, by the way, uh, is great, is, is a great writer. That that show, uh, I May Destroy You, is right. unbelievable. Um, also, there's a chewing gum show that was on Netflix uh, that she wrote. Um about her like sexual awakening. Michaela Cole is a brilliant writer. Um uh fantastic. Winston Duke is Mbaku is great. Oh, Winston Duke is great. Oh, he's great. He's absolutely great. 
Uh, all of them. Uh, the acting, uh, Tina Huerta, uh, who I know everybody's calling him Namor. I, I mean, if you ever watch the cartoons, <laughs> he's he's been Namor for like ever. That's like a Ra's al Ghul and Ra's al Ghul. Yeah. Like, make a, make a decision. But to me, he's Namor. Um, the Submariner, he's been in all these cartoons for every year. In the 60s, he was the guy that got the cartoon. You remember, like, when Captain America rose his mighty shield? Right. Like, that, in those, Submariner has one of the, the, is one of the characters. Listen, also, I know this is more, like, world building, but I just love, like, the the way they've used her. Julia Louis-Dreyfus. As, oh, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She, Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Listen. Her character, look, she can come back for any show she wants because yeah, she just she's, she's like Hawkeye, what she gives you. Widow, yeah, what she gives you is just like okay, okay, we get it. You you know what's what. She's and, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yep. Right. Um, as the director, of the CIA is out here doing things. Uh, and and I, and I'm I'm good with it. I'm good with it. I just look. Can I get Red Hulk at some point? That's my my, my other question. Um, good. That's, that's what yeah. I would like. Yeah, so the thought is, you know, uh, William Hurt died, uh, right. so they're they're going to recast. What a, what a concept, recasting an actor. Uh, uh, you also they they recasted War Machine. Uh, but, but, you know, Don Cheadle was the second War Machine. Or, you remember Iron Man one? Of course. You've done uh, recasting, but they recast. But not a character this big. Not a character this right. big. Han Solo himself, Harrison Ford, and everybody thinks it's going to be. I, I listen. I'm here for all of that. That's the thing. They they get they get premium actors doing these movies. Want to be in these things, yeah. And I love it, <laughs> Marshall. It's great to have you back. Come back again soon, sir. Seth, whatever you need me, just let me know, man. The best. That's Marshall Harris. This has been Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Do me a favor. Go see it. You've already started to chime in on, on social media when I tweeted that this was going to be the review. Uh, go let me know on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, uh, Mastodon, whatever the platforms is uh, on, on this day and age. Just tell me what you thought about Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We'll see you next week. Oh, my goodness. Next week, Andor. Oh, my goodness. Next week, Andor. We'll see you then.